0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Something Super Spiritual. I am your host, Jeffrey Peck, and I wanted to introduce to you my guest today. She is so sparkly. I mean, just to be in her presence, and I haven't been physically, she's in Indiana, I'm in California, <laughs> but just to be with her, even if it's just on the screen, we're still energetically, energetically together, you know holy cow she is a beautiful human being she sparkles the joy in her truly radiates and talk about somebody who truly leaves people feeling better having been in her presence truth and it's no surprise that she's doing the work that she's doing Christine is an incredible Reiki master teacher. She teaches couples like, um, thriving relationships. She teaches people how to connect at that, that next level stage, you know, that we all really strive for when we're in relationship. You know, we all, we all want to have that, that storybook romance you know, where we feel seen and heard and respected and vice versa. And it's just, we grow together anyway. So she also, she does that as well. Christine Earthhart, founder of joy potential has devoted the past 20 years to studying and teaching energy, healing Reiki and the practice of cultivating true inner joy, which she spoke about in a TEDx talk. Ooh, you guys, you gotta, you gotta look her up on YouTube. Look up Christine Earthheart, Joy Potential, on YouTube, and this talk that she does is fantastic. It starts out, oh, so awkward, but awkward in a really good way because it's intentional. And... um she makes a really beautiful point a really beautiful point so highly recommend look up christine earthheart on youtube anyway back to her bio she is an enthusiastic advocate for what's possible and available to us all and she adores seeing and celebrating the gifts inside of everyone and everything that is so true christine is also founder of the center for thriving relationships where she along with her wonderful husband They help couples transform conflict. They deepen connection and create the kind of love they have always wanted. Combining both the heart and science of relationships, they offer renowned retreats, online courses, and the thriving relationship coach certification program, an empowering training for those wanting to embark on an inspiring career of facilitating powerful breakthroughs for couples. Christine has been featured in Psychology Today, Happify, Thrive Global, NBC, ABC, and CBS. Wow, Christine's busy. So and she is, you guys. She's the the events that she puts on at her place in Indiana. I think I think it's Bloomington. Um if it's not Bloomington it's Bloomingdale, Blooming I think it's Bloom bloomington anyway um (laughs) neither here nor there i get distracted so easily um yeah she puts on these events at her place in indiana and i mean she has up to 60 people over one weekend course how amazing is that and that just speaks to the awakening that we are all experiencing that basically word is out and that people's consciousness is elevated and recognizing the truth in energy, in the soul, in potential, the unlimited potential that we as human beings are as a, an, an unlimited eternal soul. And it's just so awesome. So anyway, Christine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the work that you do You are an inspiration for me and and thousands and you guys when you're done be sure to go check her out on on that youtube ted talk it's very cool please enjoy hey there thank you so much for listening to something super spiritual my name is jeffrey peck and i am a psychic medium if you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Christine Earthheart, welcome to Something Super Spiritual. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It is an honor and joy to get to be here with you.
0: It's an honor and joy to have you here with me. You guys, Christine is a ball of joy, a bright light, a healer, a Reiki master teacher, um, ch- glitter that this world is so desperately in needing. (laughs) You sparkle, honey. You do. You sparkle. And I love it. (laughs)
1: Thanks for your kind and loving words and seeing me through your beautiful heart.
0: Oh, Thank you. So you know what, let's start, let's start at the beginning. Like, so what was your healing journey? Like, how did you end up to being this amazing facilitator and you, you work with so many people you know i, I got to tell you a quick story first um Please. A, a really close friend of mine uh, sue brassel went to your workshops earlier this year i think in april and june and she was sending me pictures and i was blown away by how many people you have in your in your weekends um like 40 or 50 i mean like i, I was trying to count and i lost count in there and You know, it's just, it's so exciting to me because, you know, I went through my Reiki first weekend um, in November, 2006. And, and, you know, there were, I think, you know, two or three of us in in that little living room and, and to see it like what you are offering and your service, it just, it's gotten out there. It's spread. The light is spreading and, and it's just like, yes. So anyway, I just had to tell you that. I just think it's magnificent. So yeah, please tell us where, you know, where you you came from.
1: so much. And I'm so grateful that Sue connected us and for all the people that I have the great privilege of getting to be on the journey with. So, uh, well, I, uh, you know, uh, really growing up, my mom, I'll start here. She is deeply spiritual. I was raised in a Catholic home and I would listen to her stories and just see like kind of quietly but devotedly her practices and I had this longing inside of me to feel what she felt and I didn't feel it in like by going to church or I went to catechism which I honor so wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. Um, and I still had this longing though that wasn't fulfilled and so when I was in high school I was like, I want to, I want to connect to whatever that is. So I truly went in the yellow pages, the yellow pages were like a thing then there was this Googling. So I went in the yellow pages under like spirituality and religion. And I just started every single week, I would go to different places. And I had so many diverse experiences through that. And I started to wake up to realizing like, oh, there's so many different pathways to finding God or love or the universe or source or spirit, whatever name we want to call this. And there were some places that I felt a sense of home. And so I ended up creating an altar in our basement when I was in high school. And I did my, in my senior year, like my kind of senior project was on world religions. And then I went off to college and I initially, I love writing. So my dad was trying to steer me into practical directions, So I, I ended up going to college initially for journalism, but during freshman orientation, I discovered that I could actually study spirituality. And I was like, well, that sounds like way more fun. And so I ended up taking classes in folklore and religious studies that were as I wanted to learn as much as I could about as many different spiritual um, and faith traditions as possible indigenous ones, more of the structured world religions. And I fell more in love with learning than I ever had in my life. And it was an embodied experiential Journey and I was applying those teachings to whatever way I was experiencing. So, I growing up um, had a really, really strong inner critic and was a perfectionist and had shame. And um, people, you know, now that I speak about joy, people are like, the, th- the three questions I get asked the most are one, have you always been this happy? And I'm like, no, I've not always been this happy. I did not come out of the womb like laughing. And the second one, people are like, are you always this happy? And to which I also, even though I do, I'm so grateful to now experience really an extraordinary amount of joy. I also am a wholehearted ad- you know, advocate and proponent of, of course, feeling all of our beautiful essential feelings. Um uh, and then the third question is usually like, how would you experience so much joy? Um and so through though that journey of really in my kind of diving into spirituality, I really Fell wildly in love with how we can create meaning in our lives. Like life isn't just as we see it. Like we get to be the makers of meaning and turn anything we're experiencing into something deeply purposeful that connects us to our innermost being and to what is available all around us in every moment. And so I just I would wake up early and I would study. I never missed a class. I would sit in the front row. Uh, I had no idea where in the world it was going to lead me in life, but I knew that it was exactly where I needed to be. And then. I moved to California afterwards, and I knew nothing about Reiki. Um, I've just, for whatever reason, I'm so grateful that I learned early on that when I follow my heart, it really doesn't lead us astray, and so I started collecting evidence of that early on, I so understand if people don't have much evidence, they don't have other loved ones who have done that. It's hard to believe that doing that is a safe thing to do. It can seem terrifying, like, well, this is the much more well-paved, proven pathway. Other people will approve of it. I'll get accolades. I'll have security, whatever it might be. And so there has been some part of me that has been willing to take those leaps early on. And so now I have this mass amount of evidence like, oh, there's no other way to do it. So I moved to California. I I started just diving into healing and transformation, Reiki, which I knew nothing about, but I had that knowing like there's something there. And so um, anyway, so many, so many other serendipitous moments came together, and I—that was my first kind of entryway into um, hands-on healing—was through Reiki.
0: You know, it, it's true. The serendipitous moments—I mean, synchronicity upon synchronicity upon synchronicity—and—and and when you start to become aware of that, it, almost magical feeling it's like you know how was how this what just happened how did that happen you know and, and you're really like looking at it like holy cow but 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 it, it's not an accident you know it's not just a quote coincidence and 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 uh, yeah I, I love that I love that feeling what what year was this for you was this, this when you were still, my... were you still out of college
1: yeah well, so I graduated from college in 2003 okay and so it's 2004 when I learned Reiki
0: okay so so relatively soon after college um okay so I, I love that um I love your your um I guess your tenacity like like to to in high school to look up other places of spirituality and to just take it upon yourself to roll over to wherever and just see what's going on over there on the other side of the street. That is so amazing. I mean, that's, I mean, if that just doesn't tell you right there from that young age, like you were feeling it, you were feeling it, you were recognizing the tug of spirit, following those little breadcrumbs, noticing, probably the universal similarities in all of them, you know, the, um, uh, yeah, it, it's just very cool. Well,
1: thanks. I'm so grateful. And I think it's like contagious in the best of ways. Sometimes yeah. when we get to witness someone who is so deeply fulfilled mm-hmm. spiritually and is mm-hmm. really devoted to their practice, which could be a zillion different things, totally. you know, for a lot of us, it helps wake us up to what might be possible and available beyond our to-do lists and the everyday logistics and old outdated patterns. Like, oh my goodness, there is this multidimensional nature to who we are. And so I'm just so thankful for people who allowed me to see what was possible that really invited me to go on my yeah. own journey to see like what that looked like for me. So thanks to everyone out there who is, you know, a beacon of that for others.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your first Reiki weekend, your first attunement, like what was what was your first weekend like?
1: Yeah, so great question. I actually did an apprenticeship, so it was just me. So very very different than the context that oh, sure. I am blessed to teach in now. So I well, I met this woman Audrey who. I just was drawn to her. And when I went to to California, I started a women's circle because I'm a bit of a circle junkie. So wherever I go, I love to like bring people together in a circle because I just think the amount of healing and transformation and learning and wisdom that we can gather in circles is awe inspiring. So I had moved out there. I was like, well, circle time. So I invited Audrey to be part of this circle and she would just mention Reiki every now and then. And I would just feel something inside of my heart and my being. Uh, and so I ended up just asking her more about it, and she graciously offered to do an apprenticeship with me because she wasn't teaching classes at the time. And so then we just met um, every week, the two of us. And uh, I had no idea like how it would utterly change my life. And I was living in California, and I was, you know, just on this quest and trying things on and going to workshops all the time. And tuning into what resonated and what didn't, and it was undeniable. Like I would have just really busy thoughts, stress thoughts, anxious thoughts, and then my mind would just go quiet, not only in receiving Reiki, but also in giving Reiki. And at the time I was working with individuals experiencing homelessness, and I was just so deeply touched by how we all have this innate capacity to heal, no matter who we are or where we are in life, no matter our age, our socioeconomic status, our educational background, our cultural background, that we are all born with this ability to facilitate healing and so I just yeah, I marveled at what was opening up and it was so undeniable. And then when I started sharing it, you know, my parents who are so wonderful and so different, I was always their colorful child. And so it's kind of like, okay, what's she getting into next? And so I was in the Reiki, it was just starting to become a little bit more like in mainstream culture, little bits here and there. And they were so gracious enough to let me share it with them. And they were noticing just... Relief like from tennis elbow or like sinus relief. They still refer back to like that initial time. And so that's what it was for me as well. When I was, when I experienced my attunement and I was receiving Reiki from Audrey, I was like, this is undeniable. It's not because I want it to be. It's like I could feel the energy moving throughout me. I could just feel these shifts. I was in pain and my pain would go away. I was in, you know, distress. And all of a sudden I felt this overwhelming peace. I just felt connected um, to who I am and I felt expansive.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it, it changed my life too. You know, I, I talk I about it so here. often I to on, want to share. On, my, on my, on my show, you know, I, I, my, my mother and my grandmother have both struggled for, for years. My grandmother's long gone, but my mom's still here and, and they struggle with fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, degenerative disc disease, all of that. It, it, that's more than enough. Right. Um, But the, the, the pain and, and the, the, the lack of knowledge about, uh fibromyalgia especially back in the day no treatments no pills no nothing would would help you know and after you know a couple decades of experiencing this in 2006 i i was getting a massage one day and the massage practitioner she says after about 15 minutes she says you know what i think i'm supposed to do reiki with you and i said okay what's Reiki? And so she explained it to me and, and I said, all right, cool, go. (laughs) And, and so she starts at the back of my head, you know, I'm laying face up and all of a sudden I'm feeling this wave of heat Mm -hmm. from, from top, from head to toe and back and head to toe. And it's just felt like this warm wave. And, and, and then it felt like almost like a, like a, an electromagnetic, you know, like when your hair stands up on end, you're like when you rub a balloon, stat, like a static electricity, Thank like you, it felt yeah. like a static electricity almost. And, but I couldn't explain it because I, I couldn't uh, apply it to, uh, I mean, I couldn't see anything. It wasn't tangible. You know what I mean? So I was like, what is happening? And I often say, too, it was like 10,000 butterflies were flapping their wings really, really close to my skin, but not touching my skin. And, and I was like, wow. So I had to ask her three times to spell it for me so that I could remember. And I, I left her and went right home to Google and found a Reiki master. And a couple months later, I was on a, November 11th, 2006, actually, I was in my level one weekend with my Reiki master. Mm-hmm. And you know what I, I didn't know, I had no clue, was that the side effect for me was that it would ignite all the spiritual senses, kablam, all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my Reiki master asked me at the end of that first weekend, she said, I, I want you to sit with yourself every day for 30 days, give your, for an hour every day and give yourself a Reiki treatment. So I do. I, I go into my walk in closet with my, maybe I, my, I brought a crystal or a couple with me and, and, and maybe some cards and some music <laughs> and, and, you know, incense. And I would sit in there and, You know, she told me, she said, I want you to let the energy teach you. I want you to let it just flow through you. I want you to understand the feeling of it compared to the feeling of your own energy and watch and feel them merge and just know the difference. And it'll, you'll start, it'll start to teach you. So right away, you know, I'm sitting there cross-legged and doing my thing, right? And I'm seeing beings. I'm seeing massive light shows behind my closed eyelids. I'm feeling beings around me. I'm hearing things, I'm uh, so all, and, and so I would come out of this day after day after day confused because, and I would stop and think to myself, okay, I, I know I wasn't dreaming. I was there's no way I could have fallen asleep. I was sitting upright. If I fell asleep and my hands were here, I, I would have dropped, I would have slipped. You know what I mean? I, and I know I wasn't sleeping. So about two weeks later, I said to my Reiki master, I was telling her what happened. And she just smiled and she said, you're opening up to spirit. (laughs) So, um, you know, and then then after that, after becoming attuned to level two and so forth, you know, uh, uh, doing Reiki treatments with people, their loved ones started coming in. And that's like, uh, I thought I was going to be doing Reiki for the rest of my life. But then spirit, like I had another plan for me and it's still part of my life, very much a part of my life. But it was the mediumship where, you know, that's where I was like started to happen. And so yeah. And then and fast forward here 16, 17, 18 years later, you know, and I just wanted to scream it from a mountaintop and share everything with everybody and share everybody with everybody. And well, and here we are and I get to share you with everybody.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. What an incredible story. I love that it was a whole being experience that was beyond what you were even anticipating or imagining and how it's opened up pathways in your life that um, you didn't see coming in that you just so surrendered to that and opened so fully.
0: It's, it's what truly, you yeah, yeah. It's truly amazing. It really is. And what I've noticed more and more, you know, in, in 2006, there weren't many of us, you know, um, we were explaining Reiki, you know, from the very right. beginning of what Reiki is to people going, what um, compared to now, you know, most people, a lot, a lot of people have heard of it and have, might not know much about it, but they've heard of it, right? It's just incredible to watch the progression of the the awakening that that we're all going through, you know, culturally, collectively and and it's just delicious.
1: It sure is. Thanks for being a part of it. Yes. i it it really is. I love to live in the land of possibilities. And I feel like things like Reiki really do awaken us to what's available for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's like it's totally free. We have access to it no matter where we are, what we're doing. And that and the more that we share it, the more it actually grows inside of us as well. So.
0: It's, it's the best. Thanks for sharing your journey. Thank you for asking. Um, Okay. So let's talk more about, uh, let's talk more about what you do. So um, when did then, when in your journey, did you start to decide that teaching was your thing? And, and, you know, um, I can see behind you, your place is just absolutely beautiful. I saw Sue's pictures and it just, Mm -hmm. it's the energy in it is the the vibe is just peaceful and healing and like like the universe is giving you a big hug (laughs) you know that's what it feels like so how did that how did that come about with you did you start you know with one one and two people or did you just go you know hey let's get as many people in here right away
1: Mm, well you are a delight I'm so glad it feels like a hug that is exactly my wish for anybody that comes <laughs> here to our healing center so I, you know, I started off just practicing and I think like so many, when they first learn Reiki, it's like, I just wanted to give Reiki to anybody, anything um, that would be open to it or benefit from it, who I could really serve because I was so in love with it. Uh, And I was doing just sessions. uh, And then I, you know, every day that I wake up, I go to my altar and I really just ask, it's like, how can I use this precious gift of life today to best love and serve the world? And then I just listen in a way that brings me joy along the way. And I really see life as this just grand treasure hunt. And I just go to my meditation every morning to get like, okay, what's my next little clue? And I'll get my divine assignment for the day and just follow that. And uh, I just felt called to really share it. I um, There's a bit of me I, that I like love maximizing. Like I love making the most of moments of days of life. And so the thought of getting to help other people awaken to their healing gifts and the thought of them then being out there, you know, spreading their love and their lights and healing uh, just lights me up so much. And so I, um, not a couple years after just practicing, I then decided to teach. And I initially, you know, I remember... I didn't have a website, I didn't have the workshop planned, um, but I wanted to raise money for this cause. And so I was like, well, this is the perfect, the perfect reason. And I just love that, that so often it's how we can be of contribution and service kind of allows us to transcend our own limiting beliefs or fears or self-doubt. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. I created a flyer and I put a website on it and I didn't have the website created yet. Uh, And I was like, okay, this is, you know, I... Uh, a notion I believe so much in is that we can either shrink in proportion to our fears or grow in proportion to our dreams. And I was like, okay, this is a calling. And so I'm just going to invite you know, any part of what's inside of me to really rise to this and and just call upon spiritual support and put it out there. And uh, we met in our living room at home and in a different home than we're in now. And it was, of course, as it always is the perfect collection of people. And then it really did take on a life of its own. But there were in the beginning, you know, there were you know, a workshop where there would be four people in our living room. And I just kind of trusted the perfect people would show up. And yes, now, I mean, sometimes we have 60 people, you know, at them, we're kind of capped at 60. Uh, And just so that we have this incredible team, we call them the Reiki angels of people who are going through their Reiki master teacher apprenticeship who are there to offer amazing support. So everyone just feels held in love. So it just kept growing and evolving. And I, whenever people are going through their master teacher apprenticeship, I will let them know, because sometimes now people see these, you know, larger. Events um, that I co-create. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to begin. I'm like, oh my gosh, now we begin exactly where we are and then just follow the trail of what how we're meant to serve and what that's meant to look like. And so it took on a life of its own in ways that I never imagined that it would. And so I'm I'm so, so, so grateful and truly I like fall in love with the unique expression of Reiki through every single person that comes. And that's my highest joy now. As much as I love Doing Reiki sessions, it really is getting to watch others discover their own healing hands.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's it. It is so beautiful to watch people experience this for the first time and and experience that unknown or unexplainable, inexplainable. Like you, you, you you feel it, you know it, you but but it's it's so new and, and it's hard to describe, but you know, it's there and, and, and why, wa- and just watching them experience all of this. And yeah, it's, it's so rewarding. So rewarding. it
1: really is. And I always invite people like, come in with your questions, come in with your doubts. Like they're all welcome here. Like I want people to, experiment and find out for themselves, not because I told them, but because they know without a doubt that it works, that they get to be this vessel for healing and love in the world. And it really is remarkable. People have absolutely no background in any sort of healing arts. Maybe their friends said, Hey, you want to come? And they're like, sure, I'm free that weekend um, to watch them um, see what they're able to facilitate and co-create with the person they're sharing Reiki with is yeah. um, touches my heart deeply.
0: You know what else touches my heart deeply? What? I love giving Reiki to animals, pets. Yes. I mean, they, you know, they're so wide open, as we know. Um, But there is this, you you can feel their receiving and their immense joy and peace in receiving. And they just like, melt into you know just kind of melt into you and what makes me laugh are cats because you know when cats are done they're done (laughs) they're like all right that's enough (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah i had Mm -hmm. those are
1: sacred moments
0: oh totally totally and and it's and i think it also helps develop the the um the psychic bond and that animal communication between us, you know, the communication between us. And absolutely, you know, what, what was so awesome for me personally, when I started to do this show, um, finding so many other people with the same stories, you know, that, that they, they started to open up to, you know, that, that the Reiki really like, had this profound effect on them in such a way where just like, it was their awakening, so to speak, you know, Um, And there's just more and more of us uh, out there waking up this way. For
1: sure. Yes, it is such a catalyst. Um, And I find that for a lot of people, it's like, well, this is possible. What else is possible? You know, waking up to the our own capacity to heal our own bodies, like brilliance for kind of physical healing, and then also the spiritual realms and emotionally, it really is opening and stepping into a whole nother world um so yes I I love seeing that in people
0: It's true um you had mentioned capacity for healing so would you please share with us like one uh, or one or two of your your like the, the stories that just really stuck with you the experiences the miraculous witnessing of this happening right in front of you you just you know that that spiritual miracle of healing.
1: Mm, Yeah, so happy to share. Well, one that's coming to me right now, because as we're reflecting on our kind of early days of first beginning to really recognize our spiritual nature and how we have an energy field that extends beyond us. And we are these multidimensional, vast beings, like interconnected and talking about animals. So just after I had learned Reiki and was in a time of just heightened sensitivity, you know, as you're speaking of, of just feeling like, uh, like everything was sort of speaking, um, you know, like I just felt more connected and in a very grounded way, but in a way that was just like felt more mystical, like the trees, animals, like I just felt so much more connected. And mm-hmm. so I went on a vision quest uh, out in California. So it was a 24 hour solo. And so I was without shelter. I was about food, so without shelter to kind of experience vulnerability, without food to experience emptiness, and then you go solo to experience, you know, aloneness and just connecting to source, and I had a a guide on the journey, but he wasn't actually with me, but there were three of us that kind of drove there together, and then we set out. We had been guided, but again, he was at home, Uh, and so a vision quest really kind of marks a moment in your life oftentimes, and so I had kind of come prepared to do this burial of all the things that I was letting go of to do this conscious rebirthing of everything that I was stepping into, with everything that I learned from Reiki, um, and just wanting to you know, like what I was feeling with Reiki, I just wanted to leave behind anything that stood in the way, like any of the barriers to love and to feeling that sense of inner freedom that I long to feel. And so I was out there on this vision quest. And uh, when I first arrived, there were like flies all around my head, which just felt completely symbolic of like my busy thoughts. It was like, here there's beauty all around me. And then there's just like flies really close. So everything becomes a mirror and part of the totally. meditation. Uh, yeah. So like there were so many moments. And then, so I go to bed at night. I had this like kind of conscious burial ritual. Um, and then I went to bed I laid out in this giant rock formation and I, in the middle of the night, I like heard these footsteps um, but I just like, it kind of woke me up and startled me a little bit, but I was like, Oh, it must just be to look at the stars. Like the stars were so magnificent. So I kind of went back to sleep and then I was waking up in the morning, preparing to do this kind of rebirthing ritual that I was going to do. And I was laying on my side and all of a sudden these footsteps were like, "Hum, home, 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 getting closer and closer and closer to me. until so there was a mountain lion I'm laying on my side. On this rock formation, there's a mountain lion like an inch from my body. So I've never before, mm-hmm. and I've never since heard my heart beat outside my body. Like I actually heard it, which others will know this feeling, but I had never had. It. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's really loud!" Um, like slightly hyperventilating. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I instantly, my reflex was surround myself in this bubble of Reiki light. I mean, it was, I, it was in such a practice of mine and, and we'll never know how this story would have played out. Right. Had this not happened, like I will never know. And that was my reflex is like, everything is energy. Everything is communicating. Um, Like there are these signals we're sending out all the time that we're picking up on. So I instantly surrounded myself in this Reiki bubble of light and started sending love to this mountain line. So it is here. And I'm also putting out prayer. So we had this, like, logistical prep class, a spiritual class. And then also prep, like what to do if you see different animals. And I was like, okay, what do I do when I see a mountain lion? And all I remember is like, you get really big and make a lot of sound. I was like, well, what do you do when you're laying flat on the ground in like half of the sleeping bag? So I'm just like on my side and I was started just like, please give me some sort of sign. That was, again, I was in a very spiritual orientation. I was looking for a sign, right? Like some sort of sign, some sign, what do I do? What do I do? What do, I do? The mountain lion then sticks its nose. I promise this is 100% truthful. It took its nose into my body and it sniffed me from head to toe. So again, I'm like,
0: (gasps) oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) And and I just started again. I was just imagining Reiki emanating from my body and sending it out through all of my pores and sending signals to the mountain lion. Like I am your sister. I'm coming with love. Uh, And also like sending out just like prayers for any sort of signs. I'm still like on my side, couldn't even move if I wanted to probably, but I was like, do I turn to face it? Or do I get up? What do I do? Um, and then it started stroking my hair. It just started putting its claw through my hair. And so, which was in retrospect, actually such a nurturing activity. I mean, it was such, such a kind, loving thing. Um, and I started then actually having a thought of like, oh, this might hurt. Like, I think it might, this is actually how I'm going to go. I didn't think this is what was going to happen, but I think this might actually be the moment. So I started sending like signal that to my now husband, my parents at the time, this vision quest guide, just wanting to release and free them from anything. Um, And so I'm still here. I'm like, wait, praying for a sign. And my book that I'm looking at, that I was like preparing, reading this book in Course in Miracles before I was going to do this rebirthing ritual, and it said a line in bold. It actually says attack what torments you. Turns out it says what not to do. But for some reason I was like, I think that's it. So I, <laughs> so like, I turned and faced the mountain lion, and it jumped over the ledge, and it was like everything that I went on the vision quest for. It was like I turned to face my fear, and my fear totally disappeared. Um, and it was like feeding out, it was dawn. So anyway, it was one of the most mystical moments of my life. And it was a hundred percent influenced by Reiki. And I then blew the whistle and I called in the other two and we saw the tracks there. And, uh, my life really has never been the same ever since that's 20 years ago. I've had a mountain lion on my altar and Ugh. I'm continually reminded, um, Yeah. I mean, of that lesson of like turning to face our fears with love and the illusion falls away and feeling more alive in that moment than I ever had before. And also just our connectedness. And I have to believe that there was something energetically about our communication because people had just been attacked just recently. And I was aware of that with Mountain Lion's. Um, anyway, I am forever, infinitely grateful. So that was definitely one of the miracle stories that. soon after my Reiki attunement. So thanks for letting me
0: share. That, that is amazing. Thank you for sharing. I had chili bumps from head to toe. I started to feel emotional. <laughs> like I, it's like, you know, it's just like to have been given that. Oh, wow. And, and they're so beautiful. And like, yeah, I, I mean, I, to to have that to that like heart, your heartbeat. Like I, I can I, I can only imagine. Like <laughs> holy cow. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, after Aww. it's all said and done. That is amazing.
1: <laughs> it's truly it's like the scariest moment and also one of the most beautiful moments. Yes. Totally. Both. Both. Yes. Yes.
0: Ooh, yes. Wow. Okay. Where do we go from there? <laughs> that is awesome. Aww.
1: Thanks for sharing witness to
0: that. This is great story times to tell another.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I would say really what I love is when I'm teaching and, you know, you, what sounds like have these exact same experiences of people that, you know, come in with like, am I going to be able to do this? Um, or I'm not, I'm not especially healthy or healed. So who am I to share this with others? And they'll partner up with someone they've never met before and they'll have this vision of some arbitrary symbol or um, of a dragon or something. And they're like, oh, I have a dragon tattoo right, right here. And like, I mean, even like the little things like that, or they'll have a vision of some woman that they'll describe. And it's like, oh, that's my grandma. She just passed last month. Or like they'll pick up on things. So it's just like the mountain lion story where I felt like I was in communication, um, that we are all so much more connected, like the veil is so much thinner than we realize. And so just watching people that have never met before, having these moments of communion um, and how they can show up for each other with so much love. And then them feeling like, oh my gosh, my hands are so hot. And there are just these faucets of like love and healing flowing forth from me. And people that are, you know, they come in, they have sciatica pain um, and they're like, I haven't felt this good. I mean, from one session with someone that just learned Reiki, like, oh my gosh, the pain is gone right now. or my headaches gone, or I've been feeling just plagued by this depression, and it's lifted. And this isn't from me sharing Reiki, someone that's been doing it, you know, for 20 years, this is like from somebody that truly just learned it that morning. And so like, that lights me up so, so much, like as much as anything that I certainly have stories of people on my table. And It's just like, it isn't about me, though. It's like there is this benevolent, infinite source of life giving energy here to flow freely into any of us and through us and from us for the greater good of all. And it is it replenishes us and renews us like plugging into the life socket of the universe. And it is so deeply healing and we don't have to get it perfect. Um, And so that's what I love. I mean, certainly people that, you know, students that have tumors and they get so inspired after their training, like I'm going to do self healing now for the next 30 days. And, and coordinate to have group healing and they'll go when the tumor has been, you know, is no longer there. So certainly stories like that. And I, you know, it's always like, we don't want to, of course, promise any stories like that and just trust however it unfolds. And um, almost everyone at least has the experience of being what we call Reiki bliss bombed. I love seeing people like before and after Reiki, just the altered state and what happens get to go into that state of deep, deep relaxation, how we just reconnect to our hearts and our intuition, um, and pain can just be free, pain that we've held on to emotionally, physically, spiritually, and in a way that is so pleasurable. Um, so sometimes it can be like hard work doing the healing. And I also I get lit up about the different healing techniques and modalities that are also like so yummy, so pleasurable, and it's so gentle. Uh, and it is like I know like you, like all the sensations. I definitely I could just get energy work all the time. I've never found anything that replenishes me like it does. Um, and just the feeling feeling of the tingles and the swirls and oh my gosh it feels like there's 30 hands on my body and there're only two so yeah but witnessing others i think is like my favorite miracle
0: okay you said something you said something in there that struck a chord um oh uh like people okay people coming in thinking you know who am i to be doing this can i even do it the, is this even possible what do you say uh because there i've experienced this many times what do you say to those who May have gone through level one, um, and they come out disappointed. Like, well, uh, my hands don't get hot, or well, I, I don't feel anything, or I don't, you know, it's not working for me, or I'm not good at it. You know, how, how, what, what's your what's your response to that? Mm, yes.
1: Yeah. So well, what I love when someone has that, I mean so beautiful that they're being honest and I give them a whole lot of empathy because those can be moments that can just spiral people into familiar self-doubt. And so very often somebody will have that experience as the giver and the receiver is like, oh my gosh, you were on my knee and it got so hot. And oh my gosh, my heart all of a sudden opened. So people who are giving, like it actually doesn't match the experience of the person who's receiving. And so someone could feel nothing as a giver. Like I don't feel any energy. And then I'll be like, well, how is it for you receiving it? And they're like, it was so calming and relaxing. And so also just to trust. And I think that's all of us in life, right? We can just really overlook um, and underestimate the impact that we have because we're so in our heads and our fears and Mm. um, misunderstandings about who we are. Uh, Mm. And so that and then also, you know, just to keep trusting it and keep showing up and like. All things, you know, the more that we do them, the more that we open up. When I first started, what I was experiencing versus like now what I can feel. Like I would hear other people say, like, put my hands on something, I could just feel the energy. I'm like, Well, I think is this energy? Is this what I'm feeling? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh, I know just what they mean. Uh, <laughs> and so we're really just to trust and it really is. I mean, I think our greatest barrier is is self-doubt, mm-hmm. you know, to hearing our intuition to the energy flowing through us. So that the very That the very thing that we're laying on top of our experience is the very thing that's going to stand in the way of us actually getting to have, you know, that moment of opening. And so I believe with every bit of my being, I think I have conviction that every single person is capable of facilitating extraordinary healing. I just, I've never met anyone that doesn't. If they just like lean in a little bit more and get a little more curious and also open to the possibility that maybe they thought they didn't feel anything and a lot more was happening than they just are used to feeling like their nervous system might not be super sensitive to feeling it.
0: Yeah. I say the same thing, you know, if you're not if you're standing there and you're not feeling or anything or feeling what you think you should be feeling, you know, let's let's watch our expectations and demands because you might be expecting something but and missing what is actually there, you know? Mm-hmm. And and to trust there's, you know, if you're standing there and you feel like you're standing there doing nothing, I absolutely promise you it is flowing through you, whether you realize it or not. And like you said, you know, the person that's receiving, you know, ask them afterwards what it was like for them, and you'll be like, oh, it was working, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I had so this leads me into my next question. I want to, I want to give you this example, and then, and then hear what you have to say. So, um, early on, and this was probably two thousand seven. I had a gal come to me. I didn't know what was wrong with her. I didn't know what illness she had or how she struggled or anything but she showed up for her treatment. She and her husband and, and her husband waited for her in my living room. And we went back to my room where my table was. And, and, and when she showed up, she was yellow. I mean, literally yellow tint to her whole being and energetically she just looked exhausted and, and overwhelmed. And you know what I mean? And I, and, and I was so fresh, you know, I just, I just noticed this and, and, And I didn't say anything, but anyway, she was grateful to be there. So she gets on the table and, and afterwards, when I was going to help her sit up, you know, on the table after it was over with, I, I think I must've sat down to move something so I could step over to her or walk around the table. But all of a sudden she just popped up on her own and her skin, she was clear. She was back to her normal skin tone. She was, it was like, she was lit up. She was, um, uh, her energy was back. Like she was actually moving, like, like, like normally moving, not moving like somebody in pain, you know? And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, how do you feel? And she goes, I feel amazing. (laughs) And I was like, I I can see that, but Holy cow. And, and so, um, Oh. Uh, uh she puts her shoes back on and we walk out to her husband and her husband looks at her from my couch and he has to, he does a double take. And he's like, babe, you look like a completely different girl. And, <laughs> and she totally did. So what I had come to find out but, was that she had struggled with lupus. She had this remarkable, miraculous healing. A- and, 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 and I was so so blown away I didn't really know what lupus was back then you know I had to actually look it up I didn't know anybody with it and it was kind of new to my and I I was so touched on my insights like you know like when you're speechless and you're just like they left and and I just had to sit there and cry I think I cried for 15 minutes it was just that that overwhelming sense of awe and joy and awe (laughs) you know um so there are times when people, this happens, this, this healing happens, and there are times where it doesn't. And those people say, well, why, you know, why, why not why, you know? And so I'm, I'm curious, how, wh- wh- what do you say to those people?
1: Mm, about kind of like, why sometimes um, do we wish with every fiber of our being that someone could experience healing and it's not happening? yeah yeah which is a a painful and confusing and tender place to be in, yeah. um especially when we hear these stories of what's possible and available and these other miracle stories that can yeah. just feel so deeply unfair and unjust and Um, really devastating, especially for someone who like believes in and has hope, Um, it can kind of come crashing down and people can feel like failures if they're the ones who are helping to share Reiki or healing or support with another person. Like, why couldn't I have done more? So we put lots of pressure. If you are the person having some sort of health challenge or a loved one is, um, oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. So how, so yeah, that's what you're kind of referring
0: to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would just say like we are all on such a different journey here at Earth School and there are so many different factors. I think beyond we could possibly imagine some that have come down through many generations, different, you know, imprints and and there's just so many layers um, to our healing journey. And so I think that it is it is like that sweet spot of showing up with wholeheartedness, with so much hope, with enthusiasm, with a, with a belief in, you know, like so much more is possible than we can even imagine. We know no limits to this work, like to hold that on one side and then just to hold total surrender and total trust and the spiritual journey of learning to love and accept exactly where we are. Um, And I get that that is not always an easy thing to do. You know, it's something that it's hard to put on anybody else. I know for me in my own health journey, it's like been like, okay, what is the spiritual gift in this? So it's still that same, like looking for the spiritual gift and is that spiritual gift healing or is it? you know, an opportunity to like, forgive someone or something. It's like always just listening to, you know, wherever there is grace, um, because Mm -hmm. there's grace somewhere, whether there's something, some conversation for us to have or something to access inside of ourselves, but nobody is failing um, in any way Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And it really is um, trusting our journey, just like, you know, we're going to trust our journey when it goes the way that we want it to you know, it's like, oh, this is great. It led just where I wanted to. It's like also applying that to every area of life and um, just going with it. And yeah.
0: You know, and, and and thank you. Thank you for that. That, yeah, yes. Um, and here's another thing that I just want to add to that based from, from other experiences that I know you'll understand. Um, uh, I, I did have that experience with somebody. I think it was um, stage, I think it was stage four cancer. I don't remember where where the cancer was. Um, but they, they were really, you know, they were really hopeful and trustful and, um, um, really showing up with that, that hope, you know, um, when, you know, after a a treatment or two or three or whatever it was, you know, the, the, it wasn't getting smaller. It wasn't the tumor or whatever it was. Um, however, after, after the progression and, and the lady passed, um, her, her daughter came to me and, and she wanted to tell me that, you know, in spite of that, not healing the cancer, what it did was that it, it, her mother was never at a point of such fear after the Reiki, like it, it it, did something to her emotionally, mentally, anxiety, fear, where, where it, it just kind of like cleared all of that to where so that the, the last remaining portion of her life, even though she didn't heal physically, she was never in the same amount of pain emotionally and mentally. She, the fear, the anxiety, the unknown seemed to wash away and and she was at a level of peace and calm for the remaining days. And so her daughter came to me and just really wanted to share that with me in spite of their feeling disappointment in the moment, you know, when they obviously realized it was still there and that itself wasn't going away. So uh, yeah, that's, that's my, Mm-hmm. The healing energy is is working on all levels, on levels that we can't possibly know.
1: So that is the, the essence of it, right there. What you're saying it's so beautiful that it's less about looking at the the outcome maybe that we were hoping for, and looking instead of just focusing there recognizing all the beautiful wonderful healing things that were happening and how there was so much more peace so much more love in the journey um so thanks for sharing that story and that resonates entirely with
0: me yeah yeah so for all of you out there who have been exploring and wondering and maybe haven't even have maybe even having these questions you know um where you know i don't feel anything it's okay it's still happening it's totally okay just keep going keep going keep going
1: yes, and for yes. those
0: of you who have had these these sessions and we're hoping for back pain to clear up or you know cancer to clear up or or whatever it might be anxiety to disappear you know um it's still healing on some level so just keep going keep going keep going
1: blessed be
0: Christine, thank you so much for coming.
1: It has been such a gift and treat. Thank you so much for having me. Um,
0: Before we go, please let everybody know where they can find you, what events you have coming up, classes, courses, workshops, retreats. What, What would you like to share with everybody? What do you have coming up?
1: Thanks for asking. So, uh, I, in October, there is a Reiki training. So I teach Reiki here in Bloomington, Indiana. People come in from all over. Um, I teach either here at our healing center um, or at the Tibetan Mongolian Buddhist Cultural Center, which is amazing. It's where the Dalai Lama comes and teaches and stays when he visits. It's a really, really special place. So the one in October will be there. Uh, and that's level one and two. So if anybody wants to awaken to their healing hands, I warmly, warmly welcome you. And that is joypotential.com. And then you just do forward slash Reiki, so joy potential. Uh, And I also am now training people to become certified joy potential coaches. Uh, And so it's really my healing kind of modality that I've been developing over the years to help any area that we feel out of alignment that's really standing away where we feel like we long for pursuing our dreams or integrating these different parts of our lives or showing up in a way that feels true to our hearts and our souls, all these things that we long for. And it feels like there's some part of us holding us back. Um, It's about learning to free that part of us. So all of us can be in alignment, um, moving in this glorious upward spiral. So that, and then my husband and I run, it's called the Center for Thriving Relationships. That's my other passion. And we have a couples retreat coming up in November called Thrive in Love. So it's a weekend retreat. If anybody wants to learn that kind of scientifically backed roadmap for how to create a thriving relationship. It's really fun. It's full of heart and also the science and research on relationships. So that website is centerthrive.com. So, or if you just search center for thriving relationships, will surely come up. Um, or anybody that wants to become a relationship coach, we do all, all things relationships over there. And then all things kind of healing and joy uh, at joy potential. So would be honored and, and thrilled to connect with anybody. Um, it can serve
0: Do you do, do you do anything online? Do you do any courses online?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I sure do. Particularly with the relationship work. So we do online relationship courses or our relationship coach certification that is entirely online. More of the joy stuff is more and Reiki and healing is more in person. person, I love the ritual and ceremony and coming together.
0: Yes. I love ritual. I mean, I, you, you know, give me some sage wands and some crystals. I'll throw a crystal <laughs> grid down and I'll <laughs> jump around it and call in the fairies and the, you know, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, y'all go all out. <laughs> I love a ritual.
1: Yes, we would have fun playing and delighting <laughs> in sacred space together. I have no doubt.
0: Totally. Totally. Okay. So before we say goodbye, what would you like to leave everybody with, our viewers and our listeners? What what sort of words of wisdom would you like to leave everybody with, with regard to Reiki and healing and the love and the joy?
1: Mm, thanks for asking. Well, something that is a concept that's near and dear to my heart. I'm actually working on a book right now called Grow the Good. And I just think you know, we're at a time that a lot of people either feel in your own life, so many challenges or in the world, so many challenges, it's easy to feel a lack of hope or just to be disenchanted with humanity. And um, yeah, my passion, it's like rather than ignore We don't want to ignore the challenge or deny it or judge it or suppress it. We want to absolutely bring it out into the light. And then we also want to dilute it by growing the good so exponentially around it that it really dilutes in comparison. And so I find that whenever there's something isn't working in our lives, it helps to wake us up to something we really value and something that we really want to experience more of in our lives and in the world. And um, we get to grow and multiply that. And I think Reiki demonstrates that. Like oh my gosh, we just get to really multiply and magnify the good together. Um, And so that would be my wish for anyone is that um, you become empowered to realize how much we can grow good and the the just profound healing impact it has.
0: And together, you know- And together. We talk about this all the time. We are so much better together.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Big cheers to that. Yeah, that's where the magic is, no
0: doubt. Totally, Christine. Thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm giving you a huge hug from here.
1: We got to here right on back. Thank you so much for having me, and for everyone tuning in, and for everyone who's just turning up the volume of love and healing in the world.
0: Thank you, thank you, everybody. You've been watching. Something Super Spiritual with Jeffrey Peck. This is my lovely guest, Christine Earthheart with joypotential.com. And you guys will be seeing you again next week with another exciting guest. Big love. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app. Sign up for my newsletter for bonus content. And to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now. Namaste.